Turn your Bible to Isaiah chapter 40, please. Isaiah chapter 40. <clears throat> I guess among the favorite chapters of the entire Bible, along with Psalm 23 and John 14, ranks Isaiah 40. And I think it is one of my favorite chapters. 46 years ago today, I stood in this pulpit for the first time as your pastor. Amen. And I preached from this passage, Isaiah chapter 40. Comfort ye, comfort ye my people, saith your God. Speak ye comfortably to Jerusalem and cry unto her that her warfare is accomplished, that her iniquity is pardoned. For she hath received at the Lord's hand double for all her sins. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. For every valley shall be exalted, and every mountain and hill shall be made low. The crooked shall be made straight, and the rough places plain, and the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together. Isaiah was called by God to speak to a discouraged people. There had been sin in the camp of Israel. God had allowed punishment to come. They had been in Babylonian captivity. And now God is sending Isaiah to a people who, whose heads were bending low, who were defeated. And he's saying, comfort ye. You know, our God is a God of comfort. When you pass through the valley, you're not alone. Whether it's the valley of pain, the valley of illness, the valley of sorrow, the valley of the shadow of death, he is there. He said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I'll be with you all the way. Comfort ye my people. And then he said, speak comfortably to Jerusalem. Now, Jerusalem had deserved the punishment of God. God always corrects when we're wrong. But remember, when you need correction, when I need correction, and the disciplining hand of God, it is never because God's mad at us. It is never because God wants to desert us. It is remedial that he might bring us back to himself. And so God says, Isaiah, you go down there and speak comfortably to Jerusalem. Cry unto her. Her warfare is accomplished. Her iniquity is pardoned. She hath received at the Lord's hand double for all her sin. And then he said something that would be picked up by John the Baptist years and years later. He said, prepare ye the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God for every valley shall be exalted, and every mountain and hill shall be made low. The crooked shall be made straight, and the rough places plain, and the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord hath spoken it. God said it. That settles it. If we believe it, praise the Lord. But whether we believe it or not, if God says it, that settles it. And this scripture speaks of the voice of one crying in the wilderness. And I want you to notice the message 
of that cry, prepare ye the way of the Lord. God is saying, Israel, you've been in captivity. You've had sin. You've been corrected and disciplined for that sin. And now, now you need to prepare your heart for what God wants to do. And that's what he says to every one of us. Those who have been saved for some time and we go through some ups and downs. We go through some nosedives. We go through some periods when we're not as close to God, not as filled with His Spirit as we ought to be. And then God corrects us. He brings us back and He says, prepare ye the way of the Lord. Get your heart ready to serve the Lord. How do you get your heart ready? Through the Word of God. And that's what he says here, the Word of God. Amen. Through prayer. The greatest force in the universe is prayer. It is the one thing that we use less than almost anything else. We counsel with one another. We share our burdens with each other. We, def we, we tell others when we're defeated. We talk about our troubles, but we seldom really go to the Lord in prayer. Amen. How precious it is when you can get with some like-minded people who are not gossips, but people to whom you can unload your heart and you can just talk about the things of your heart and you prepare the way of the future by being honest with God in prayer. Amen. And it helps to have people the scripture says, confess your faults one to another, pray also one for another. The prayer of faith shall save the sick. Amen. It is wise for us to share our burdens, mainly with him because burdens are lifted at Calvary. Amen. And when we bring those burdens to the Lord, we realize what a friend we have in Jesus, all our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. And then he says, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Straighten some things. Every valley shall be exalted. Every mountain and hill shall be made low. He says, prepare ye the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Now, we've seen in Bowling Green some road corrections. If you've come to church this morning, you've seen some road connections on our own street. All through the week, we've seen road connections out on Scottsford Road and over on University Boulevard. They're correcting these roads. They're repaving them. Somebody said they're recycling. I don't know. I didn't know the other day. Somebody told me they, they take up that pavement and run it through some process and put the same pavement down. I don't know whether that's what they do or not. But they're trying to correct the highways. You and I need to make straight in the desert a highway for our God. God wants to do something with us, through us, and in us, but we have to make ourselves ready. And we make ourselves ready by being honest with God. When we come to the Lord and say, Lord, I have a need. I don't know why God wants us to tell him. He knows what our needs are ahead of time. But in the prayer he told us to pray, he said, here's your petition. Give us this day our daily bread. And that bread is a symbol for all the needs we have. Give us 
the finances we need. Give us the house we need to live in. Give us the clothes we need to wear. Give us the food we need to eat. And God rejoices when we come to him and tell him about our needs. Lord, I'm sick. I need healing. Lord, I'm depressed. I need to be lifted. Lord, I've had trouble that nobody knows but you. And God will minister to us, but he wants us to tell him about it. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. We need to consider ourselves as a highway through which God can operate. You know, God could have chosen angels to do his work, but he didn't. He could have chosen seraphs or cherubims, but he didn't. He chose human beings. And every one of us, without any exception, is a sinner. We're all sin. We've come short of the glory of God. And we need to get ourselves corrected so that we can become a vehicle, a highway through which God can operate. Years ago, the King of England was going to make a very important speech. It was before the war. And in New York, that speech was going to be transferred by wire to the people of America. And just at the last minute, some man came through the studio and inadvertently cut that wire by walking through it, and it broke. And the technician took one wire in one hand and another wire in the other hand and held it while the King of England spoke, and the message went out through the body of that technician to America. Amen. You and I are conveyors of God's message. He wants to use us as a highway through which he can bless and encourage and strengthen our world. Amen. Well, he also reminds us that we're to have a vision of what God wants to do with us. I'm so glad the quartet and the choir sang Never Grow Old while ago. You and I who are growing older need to have a vision day by day of that time when we will never grow old. And then remember that when we have calendar years pass here, we do not have to surrender to them. Just because you're 50 years old doesn't mean anymore. Just because you passed the 60 mile marker or the 70 mile marker or the 80 mile marker doesn't mean you can't serve anymore. I think we said in Sunday school a while ago, Caleb asked for that mountain when he was 85. If Winston Churchill had died before he was 65, the world would never have remembered him. He did his greatest work after 65. And on and on we could go. And we need to say, Lord, use me on this as we approach the 48th anniversary of our church. God's laid on my heart that we need to take a census of this area and find people who do not go to church anywhere. People who need Jesus and our church could minister to them. Behind these doors, there are precious people. You say, well, we took a census. Yes, five times during these past years, our young people have knocked on every door in Bowling Green, but not lately. 
Many, many times our people have met on Sunday afternoon or Saturday and have gone out and knocked on doors and found people. One precious family we found over on Blake Street years ago. And the lady wasn't even interested. But finally, through prayer and persistence, she came and visited the church and got saved. And her husband got saved, and he's in heaven now. <clears throat> found through a census. And we need to go out and knock on doors and find people that need God, and God will bless. And then we need to have our young people out knocking on doors. It's wonderful to pass out tracts. Thank God we have youth that go out almost every week and pass out hundreds and hundreds of tracts. But we also need to knock on doors and find people behind those doors that are prospects that we need to reach for Christ. We need an inside census from time to time. We've done that. A lot of times our people uh, act as if we don't know anybody who needs Jesus. It's amazing when we give out those little sheets and ask you to turn in names of people you know, neighbors of family, friends, so on. Very, very few come in. But I know our people know the folks. They know people we need to visit and need to witness to and need to reach for Christ. Then we need a stronger youth program. I'm praying that God will enable us to have a strong youth program on Wednesday night before the uh, our power, <clears throat> RAs, GAs, Awana program, some program that will interest and, and captivate our youth. And then <clears throat> on Sunday afternoon, we're having a youth choir right now. Brother Andrew is leading that. He wants to meet at 515 today with the kind of music now, the kind of music that will honor Christ. Amen. Music that is not adulterated according to the world's way today. We need regular choir rehearsals. We need our choir to be committed to come and prepare for the services on Sunday and Easter and Christmas and patriotic days and so on. We need committed people who will say, that's part of my work and part of my ministry. I want to do it for Jesus' sake. We need to focus on calling out the called. One of the greatest works this church has ever done in the 48 years of its history is to be, to create an atmosphere where young people could feel called to the Lord's work. And God has called them world without end. <clears throat> Our first young man is in heaven. His name was Billy. And he yielded his life to the will of God. He was a pastor for a long time, died in an automobile crash. Our second young man was Ronnie Hicks. And Ronnie has been going great guns over in Kansas City for 25 years serving the Lord over there. And on and on we could go 200 strong or more of men and women who have walked down these aisles and said, Here more, here Lord, use me, use me. There needs to be more of it. There are people sitting in this auditorium right now that God is dealing with and wants to use in His glorious service. And God will do it as we continue to create an atmosphere where it can be done. Then we need greater sacrifice in our budget giving and our tithes and offerings. Sacrificial service to the Lord. You know the greatest thing that will count when we get home to heaven is not how much did you give, but how much did you have left over. Amen. You think of that a minute. <clears throat> how much did you have left over? 
What'd you do with what you had left over? Put it in stocks and bonds and in a bank so you pass on to your children, the children could squibble over it after you die? Or did you give it to the work of the Lord? God will bless us as we do that, as we sacrificially give, give, give. You know, I mentioned earlier, <clears throat> when we bought those buses for $80,000, million, $80,000, million, $80, that was some big thing. Amen. Our church had never done anything like that before. Uh, $80,000 for 10 red, white, and blue buses. Now, I called them new buses for years. They're not new anymore. They're sort of faded, but one or two is still being used. But I had the misguided uh, uh, perception that I could pray, Lord, lay it on somebody's heart down in Alabama or out in Florida or somewhere in California or New York somewhere. Send us a check for $80,000 and get them paid for. <laughs> Tried that for a couple or three years. And the Lord said, I'm not going to do that. Your people are going to pay for it. And so God laid it on our hearts to have three summer campaigns. We put a thermometer up here and watched that money grow and grow and grow until one Sunday night, the last penny was paid off. And you were in that service, we'll never forget that glory hour when we paid it off. Who paid it? You and I did it. We did it. And that's the way the building out there is going to be paid for. We're going to do it. Now, God may send somebody with some funds that will help us. Thank God for that. But you and I will do it because we're making an investment in the years ahead. Prepare you the way, a desert, in the, in the desert, a highway for our God. We're preparing for the future, for the, this millennium, this, this century that we're in, a new century. And we're preparing for the future. And God will bless us as we do it giving and giving and giving. We need more focus on the handbell choir. Thank God that they're up front where we can see them. I hope you'll be here tonight and see the handbell choir sing, uh, play, and it's beautiful, and uh, it'll be a blessing, and we need to uh, promote that and let people know we have it. And then a stronger training union. I think we need a session on how to drive those buses, CDL license. I hope somebody will rise up and and help us in that. Focus on family finances, special Bible study, new members class, choir maybe during training union, uh, a greater soul winning focus through the training union, training people how to go out and bring people to Jesus. And then you know what we need? We need a church orchestra. Now I'm not talking about uh, bongo, bam, bump, you know, um, drums where they get up here and dance all around on those drums. I'm talking about real orchestra, Amen. beautiful orchestration music to go along with the choir and go along with the church and God will bless. Some of you play instruments. We need someone who will say, I'll volunteer to be in that orchestra and I want to play for the Lord. Few, through the years, we've had a few instrumental ensembles and God has blessed every time. Amen. And then they fade away because people move and so on. But Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Prepare in the, in the desert a highway. A highway that God can use as a vehicle to get his message out. And then last of all, the scripture says, Every valley shall be exalted. 
Every mountain and hill shall be made low, the crooked shall be made straight, and the rough places plain, and the glory of the Lord shall be revealed. What he's saying there is God wants to encourage us. You've hit some rough spots, everything will be all right, God will bless. J.H. Taylor was pastor of the Black Mount Zion Church here for 40 years. He was a dear friend of mine before he went to heaven. He's preached in our church many times. He had a message he preached on anchored till morning. And over and over again, he, his approach would be he'd start out real soft, and then he'd get up here, and, and some while, for a while he was up here in heaven, and we're just going along with him, and all of a sudden he came down like an elevator. But all through the message, he would say, everything's going to be all right. Everything's going to be all right. Everything's going to be all right. And that's what God says to us. You're going through a financial crisis, God's going to take care of you. He's not dead. You're going through a, an illness crisis, God's going to be with you. He'll take care of you. You're lonely today. Some dear loved one has been taken away. God will be with you. Time helps, but it doesn't heal. You'll have that wound there. But oh, how precious. What a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. And God will be with you. Every valley shall be exalted. Every mountain and hill shall be made low. The crooked shall be made straight. The rough places plain. And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed. And all flesh shall see it together. Are you here today without Jesus? Is there someone listening by radio who has never been saved? Oh, how wonderful to know the Lord. How precious to know that Christ is the answer. He's the Christ of every crisis. And He's with you today. And he'll be with you tomorrow. And he'll be at the depot of death and take you safely across if you put your trust in him. Amen. Will you do it now? Let's bow together in prayer. Our heads bowed before the Lord for just a moment. <clears throat> Our Father, we thank you for the word of God in all of its power and authority. We pray that someone today will sense the touch of God will come to Christ. And may God's people be encouraged and take new strength in the Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's stand, please, on hymn number. 154, Jesus is calling. 154, Jesus is tenderly calling today, calling you home. Is there anybody here who has heard God speak to your heart? Will you do what the Lord spoke to you about? If you're not saved, don't put him off. Don't say no when God says go. Open your heart. Say, Lord, here I am. I, you, I, I want to give myself to you. There may be somebody here that God is calling into his special service. Will you yield to him? Why not make this day, July the 20th, 2003, a day when you say, here am I, Lord. I give myself to you. You may be a member of some other church and God wants you at Glendale. Would you come today? While we begin to sing, who will step out for Christ?